I'm Kate Daniels, and it is time for Sunday Morning Magazine. And this morning, we are so fortunate to be speaking with Robin Tatsuda, Claire Tierney, and Madeline Wood from the Ark of King County. Broadly, the Ark of King County supports people with developmental disabilities and their families, and they have many programs and services that we're going to learn about today, at least some of them. So let's start with what the Ark is. Who's going to catch this baton? Okay, we're going to Robin about this. Yeah, so my name's Robin Tatsuda. I'm the Director of Information and Family Support at the Ark of King County. And the Ark is one of the oldest nonprofits in King County. We were started 82 years ago by a group of parents who had children with developmental disabilities. And those parents said, you know, uh, the world really isn't a very welcoming or inclusive or, or supportive place for our children, and, and we think it could be better. And so they banded together and, and created a grassroots movement that ended up turning into the ARC. Now there are actually hundreds of branches across the country, nine in the state of Washington, and we're the ARC of King County, which we like to believe we are the oldest ARC of all of the ARCs across the country. <laughs> <laughs> and still 82 years later, we, um, we advocate for people with developmental disabilities, so those are things like autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, et cetera, to ensure that people with developmental disabilities um, have access to all of the supports and activities and opportunities in life that anyone would want. Um, and we believe in doing so everybody with and without disabilities benefits together. So interestingly, Robin, you're saying that you know this is likely the oldest branch uh, of ARC across the country. And so do you know that that, in fact, is the case? It's it's funny that you say that because there's actually some disagreement about that. But uh, we like to claim that we're the, we're the oldest and we're going to stick to that claim. But if you run into someone else who claims the same, um, we're ready to... to <laughs> We're ready to duke that one out. <laughs> we definitely are the oldest in the state of Washington. And because of the way that you're you're answering this and the way that you sound, you really do sound very passionate about the work that you do. So how long have you been with ARC? Yeah, I've been at the ARC for six years. I actually started there um, when I was pursuing my master's of social work. I was assigned as an intern to the ARC, and somehow they hired me and convinced me to stay, and now I'm a director, and I, I love it. I love what I do. So as we talk about intellectual and developmental disabilities, we might have a vague notion, or maybe we have no notion. So I think that's another area that would warrant getting a little more information about. So Robin, do you want to give that to us? Absolutely. The term intellectual and developmental disabilities is a really long term that most people have no idea what it means. So I'm glad that you asked. Uh, the The cornerstone of an intellectual or developmental disability is that um, the disability occurs in the early years of a person's life before they turn 18. Some people are born with this disability, um, maybe because of a genetic condition, a chromosomal condition, or some complication related to the pregnancy or the birth. Other people might acquire this disability, perhaps, um, again, during birth, or maybe some sort of traumatic accident happened, like a car accident or a sickness, something like that. Um, but it's, it's a form of disability that impacts a person's 
development. It impacts their, um, whether it be their their physical development, um, their social development, their communication development, um, their learning development, or a combination of those things. So it occurs in someone's young life and is expected to the last of the entirety of their life. Uh, developmental disability is not something that goes away as you age. Um, so common diagnoses are things like Down syndrome or autism or fragile X um, or cerebral palsy, things of those nature. Um, some children might acquire a traumatic brain injury when they're young, and that would be considered a developmental disability. So it's actually the term developmental disability is a, is a very broad umbrella term that includes a lot of different forms, um, but the essence is um, it's something that children experience when they're, when they're young or under 18, and it will stay with them for the entirety of their lives. And it's something that it affects uh, their independence and their ability to independently um, accomplish kind of daily activities, um, the ability to independently um, find and maintain work or find and maintain um, independent financial skills, uh, those kinds of things. And so there's often a component of care and support that is built in to ensure people have the best lives they can over the course of their life. So this is really critical. And you, you've you given us a really broad spectrum of what is involved uh, with what the ARC covers. So therefore, um, the ARC helps people. But what what are the things? How does the ARC actually do this kind of work? Again, it's a great question because there's a lot to be done for sure. The quintessential component of any ARC, whether you're talking to the ARC of King County or the ARC of Washington State or anywhere else in the country, is that we do a lot of advocacy work um, that really promotes the rights of people with disabilities to not only thrive in a world, but truly reach their potential. And that might look different at every branch you go to. The Arc of King County, because we are in such a large county with a lot of resources, really focuses on a few key points. Um, number one thing we do is we're sort of the hub of information. Uh, anything that has to do with developmental disability resources across the age range, from families receiving a prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome and wondering, what does this mean and what can I plan for and how do I support my child, all the way through childhood and adulthood to sort of those sunset years, if you will. Um, we help people understand and navigate all of the different community resources and services and supports that are available. And there's so many, it's, it's hard to list right now. Um, Additionally, we have a lot of activities and supports for parents. About 90% of the people who connect with the ARC are parents or caregivers of people with developmental disabilities so that they not only can access resources for their loved one, but also can get some support for themselves. There's a very unique experience being a parent or a caregiver of somebody with disabilities. And sometimes other people who don't have that shared experience can accidentally be kind of dismissive or even hurtful. Um, it's generally not on purpose, but sometimes it can happen. And parents really find a lot of strength and, and support when connecting with each other. So we do a lot of activities to help parents connect with each other and build stronger and more resilient families. We help people navigate systems. And then we also address um, kind of hot topics, if you will. So a hot topic I think we all know across King County right now is that we're in a significant housing crisis. Mm -hmm. 
And many people who have intellectual or developmental disabilities, whether they're independent, like adults kind of living on their own or, or a family caring for somebody with a disability, uh, many people live on very limited incomes um, or have a lot of additional financial considerations and make it very hard to be stable in their housing. So we currently have programs that help support people with disabilities to access and maintain stable housing, um, to prevent homelessness, and if they are homeless, to help them hopefully move out of homelessness into permanent housing um, as they're able. That's kind of a new project that we're working on because um, this crisis is growing and it's really affecting our community. Additionally, um, we have a, a brand new program which we're really excited about called our Healthy Relationships Program. I don't know if anyone got to hear that great NPR series that happened earlier in this year, but there was a whole series talking about the really horrific rates of sexual violence that people with developmental disabilities experience. Um, and a lot of that is attributed to the fact that many people with developmental disabilities never get any form of sex education or never learn sort of what a healthy and unhealthy interpersonal relationship might look like. So we now have a program where we teach um, teach that type of information and help empower people with disabilities to learn um, body autonomy and self-advocacy and that kind of thing. And Claire from our team is actually here. She's a program manager for that, so she could tell you more about it. But um, we have programs like that as well that really try to help empower people in their daily lives. We also offer uh, something that's unique is we offer um, ways for the community to engage in kind of in, in civic type issues, uh, whether it be statewide legislative advocacy, whether it be like talking to your city council or even you know federal type issues that are impacting the disability community. We have programs for people with disabilities to become engaged civically. We have programs for parents and caregivers and family members and the general community um, to band together to ensure that policies and systems and budgets and all those things are in place to make sure that people with disabilities have um, equitable access to anything that anybody would want. And last but not least, and something I'm really excited about, <laughs> is we offer um, a training for organizations, whether they're disability serving or not. We offer trainings for the community to help them be more inclusive of people with disabilities within just their general activities. You know, we've, we've worked with the zoos and the libraries, um, all kinds of different community-based organizations so that they are more confident and more supportive of people with disabilities to just participate in any activities that they might be offering. Um, I think at the end of the day, the ARC will be successful when we put ourselves out of a job <laughs> and there is no longer um, this sense of, of segregation or separation um, and that people with developmental disabilities and their families are included in every aspect of our community uh, and they don't need us anymore. That is overwhelming <laughs> in terms of all the work that goes on. And and I can appreciate how it's growing. And I appreciate your mentioning the homelessness issue that we're all observing around us, Robin. And uh, I, I just didn't think of it as being specifically so focused in this community. So it's great to have this awareness. And related to it, you, you gave a great introduction for Claire. And so Claire... Uh, this being a, a new program, relatively new, tell us more about the work you're doing and how that's impacting the people. Sure, yeah. 
So the Healthy Relationships Program uh, offers information and about relationships and sexuality to young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, so we offer a 10-week course um, in like special ed classes and parks and recreation departments and other community organizations to give information and, and sort of skill building for, for young adults with developmental disabilities. Um, and then we also offer workshops for parents and professionals and other people that support uh, our population so that they can support them in their education around, uh, around these, these topics. Um, so we teach issues, we teach topics like uh, assertiveness and consent and respect and choice and trust and how to identify those in a relationship and, and what, it, what does a healthy relationship look like and what does an unhealthy relationship look like as well. And so how long has this actually been a program uh, with the, uh, would it be the students? Are the parents involved too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the program started in January, um, and we teach primarily students with intellectual and developmental disabilities. But um, a lot of our, a lot of the effectiveness of this program is contingent upon other people that support people with disabilities supporting it. Um, so it's really important to us to have parent involvement and other teachers and family members and just other people in that person's life kind of reinforcing these concepts at home. So Robin mentioned how the issue of abuse is, is so huge mm -hmm. with this population. I guess if we think about it, we could see how there might be those who prey upon vulnerable people, and that's how it could occur. So as you introduced the program, did you have a lot of interest and uh, response to it? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been really amazing to see uh, the support that, that our community has around this. It's a really challenging topic, and so um, a lot of folks are a little apprehensive, um, but overwhelmingly we see that people see the need for this program, and we're getting people we've never had connections with or reaching out to the ARC asking to, to get us into our, their schools and stuff. So it's awesome. So you take the program out to organizations. It isn't that they all necessarily come to some venue. No. Yeah. We are a traveling uh, sexuality program. <laughs> we, yeah, we bring, we're totally free and we bring all of our materials and all of our own instruction. Uh, yeah. My co-educator and I drive all over King County teaching people about healthy relationships. So how frequent are the classes? Uh, is it a series that goes on for a period of time? Often. So we can do either way. We do like one-off workshops, um, that will be focused on a specific topic like consent or dating or respect or bullying. Um, and then we also have a 10-week program that is once a week for about an hour um, where we do sort of a different topic every week. Um, so it's a little bit of both. We actually have some uh, programs starting up uh, in July and also in August. They're going to be uh, not one hour a week, but they're going to be three hours once a week for a month, um, where it's the same material that we do over the 10-week course, just jammed into a month. Right. So this might, because it's relatively new and it's getting such great response, if people are interested, what do they do? Um, yeah, we want to hear from them. Um, <laughs> so they can call us. Our, we have a relationship and sexuality resource line, so people can reach out to us um, if they're interested in having us come to their organization or talk to their family. 
um, and we can give information about sexuality or we can talk about how to teach sexuality and healthy relationship skills. We can also give community resources around this just huge umbrella of relationships and sex. Um, and we can also just provide emotional support because it's such a, a challenging topic. So we have um, this resource line that you can reach us at 206-829-7059. Or you can also email us at healthyrelationships at arcofkingcounty.org. Great. So you're mentioning a website. Actually, Maddie, do you want to just give a little more information about the website and and uh, what people can find there? Yeah. So on our website, uh, you can go on, you can find a resource center that talks all about the different resources available in King County. It goes into information about DDA, um, all sorts of just about anything and everything you can find. It's pretty well organized. Um, you can find information about events that we're doing. We have a big community calendar that lists not only our events, but events that other people in the community are putting on. Um, and then you can get involved with us. And one of the big ways right now is that we are doing a 5K. And we are getting that all set up for next week. It's going to be on Saturday, June 16th. And it's going to be at Renton Memorial Stadium. And it's a free event. We're encouraging people to register in advance and just come out and support and really get to know this community because it's great. And the whole point of this event is to just build inclusion. So it's called our 5K for inclusion. Uh, and it's our community and family fun run walk and roll. So it's for everyone. Oh, yes. A, a walk and roll because yes. uh, there might be people using chairs, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so is there a fee to... Nope. It nope. is totally free to uh, to race. Um, it's a, on a track. So it's technically a 5K, which means you do 13 laps. But we have a lot of people who just want to do the fun run, one mile option. And that's part of the reason we chose to do it at this venue. So they can just do one lap. They can do all 13. It's whatever is most comfortable for them. The point of it is more to come out and just be a part of the community and really get involved. So Madeline... We've been hearing just so much of of what goes on at the Ark of King County. Uh, it's probably, it's overwhelming to me just to be listening. <laughs> so anyone listening might also find that to be the case. So will there be like booths and information points? Definitely. So we are hosting a resource fair. Um, there will be other uh, nonprofit organizations from the community that are all serve this community as well that are a part of it. Um, additionally, we are going to be having our own booth. We have our Young Professionals Board. They're hosting a booth. We're doing our own. And there will be a lot of our staff there just to answer a ton of questions and really touch on anything that you want to know more about, whether it's Wings for Autism, our Healthy Relationships Program, or just want answers to your questions. That's what we're here for. Great. So that's coming up on Saturday. Do you want people to pre-register for that? Yes, please. <laughs> so the best way to do that is to just go online. It's arcofkingcounty.org slash 5K. And ARC is spelt with a C, not a K. So that's helpful. Yes. Um, and then you just go on and you register. It makes it uh, a little easier in advance. And that way, day of, you can just grab your bib. Um, you can purchase a t-shirt if you want. They're $25. But other than that, free to register, free to come out. Excellent. Uh, it sounds like definitely a great educational opportunity. Uh, and that's the thing that uh, for someone who's already been involved, it's a great way to 
network, I think. And uh, as Robin was, when you were talking about the parents getting together, Robin, it feels like there's a peer-to-peer kind of um, relationship that can go on. Yeah, I actually wanted to say something about that. I had forgot to mention that um, we do we do a lot of activities that bring parents together. And, and one of the things that we just started at the ARC over the last year is a new program that's called IEP Parent Partners. So children with disabilities um, who receive special ed services in school um, are given what's called an individualized education plan or an IEP. Uh, and if you've ever navigated the IEP system, um, you know very easily that it's incredibly overwhelming, sometimes very frustrating, and um, sometimes you leave meetings about IEPs um, knowing less than you did when you entered. So we, and um, for people who are who have school-aged children, the number one reason folks contact us is because they're struggling with their school. They're struggling with this IEP and knowing, you know, what what does their child need to be successful in school? So we started a, a brand new program uh, that we modeled after the Arc of Snohomish County's program and uh, the city of Seattle's. Their, their, the Seattle Public Schools has a has a program similar where we train parents um, to basically be mentor parents to others who, who are navigating the system. Our IEP parent partners have gone through 18 hours of extensive training about the IEP system um, and ways ways to communicate with um, the IEP team uh, in order to provide support and mentorship to other parents who are kind of who are who are struggling to navigate that system. So we're very proud of this program. Um, if you're looking for support, feel free to connect with us. And if you've ever been interested in helping other parents, this is also a great way if you want to volunteer. We're going to have some trainings happening this fall in English and in Spanish. But the reason I bring it up is because our first cohort of uh, volunteers who were trained last fall have remained quite close. We we have a Facebook group where we connect with each other, ask each other questions, give each other advice on how to support parents. And the these parents have actually banded together and said, you know what, we want to have a team at our 5K for inclusion. Um, we want to come out and support the ARC because we feel like we really benefited from the opportunity to learn and to volunteer and to give back. And so we want to go as a group um, and, and do this 5K, which is really neat. So we accomplished sort of two goals in one. We accomplished the goal of, of helping families navigate the system, but we accomplished a secondary goal of bringing people together and having this shared purpose um, and this, this support network with each other, uh, which is really critical to the work that we do. So I'm excited to, to see them. Definitely. <laughs> at they, the 5K. they even created their own fundraising page. So they're really helping us out in all levels right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said the word hope because that's a big thing that we really um, try to focus on uh, in our in our work is that idea of hope that that anyone can can be a contributing member to society um, with the right types of supports. One thing that really sets the arc apart from most any other disability serving organization is that the majority of people on our team are either people who experience disabilities themselves um, or parents or siblings or extended family members of people who experience developmental disabilities. So not only do we understand these systems and not only do we have all these resources, but we live these experiences every day. 
um, for example, Claire is a sibling, and when she's helping support young people develop skills around healthy relationships, she's also able to think about how this would or would not impact her her siblings' lives at home. Uh, we have parents themselves who who go home every day after supporting parents at work to their children who have disabilities and understand then when they return to work what it's like. Um, and sometimes people don't ever get a chance to meet others who understand. We commonly get people who cry with us on the phone because finally there's somebody who who gets it. Um, and, and sometimes people might say gets it in a way of like, oh, isn't that sad? But we really, that is not the case with us. There's a lot of joy that we experience, a lot of fun. Um, there, we, we like to say that we talk about the myths and the realities, the joys and the challenges that are involved with disability. But a lot more times than often, you know, it's not sad, it's fun. It's something that we celebrate together. Um, and it might just be different, but it, it's not a bad thing. In listening to Robin share all of these <laughs> different aspects of, of the work, I, I get what you really seem to get from the work that you do. Claire, um, you've been with the Ark of King County for a couple of years, and this program is relatively new still. So what is it that you find in the work that you do that that kind of, is it fulfilling? Oh, yeah. Uh, my work is very fulfilling. Um, I, I think the most fulfilling piece of it is that I get to empower young people um, to to advocate for themselves. I give people mm. like language and skills to um, sort of voice their wants and needs. Um, and I get to teach people to be assertive. And I think that folks with developmental disabilities get a lot of conditioning to not be assertive and to be compliant. So I really like that my work involves just teaching people to use their voice. That is really terrific, yes. And uh, with those who might feel less um, of that ability to be able to do that, to, mm -hmm. I can see how you're giving them such an incredible gift to help them along that path. Oh, well, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. <laughs> and Madeline, how long have you been with the ARC of King County? Um, I have been with the ARC for almost a year and a half now. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I started out as the event and marketing coordinator, and now I'm the director of development, and that been in that role for just about a year too. So, and your feeling about the work that you do? Yeah, I think I'm one of the only people on the staff that isn't the employee Robin was talking about with a family member. Um, I just came into the work because I was really interested in trying to build the inclusive community. I think it's really important, and I've. After traveling, I really noticed how other cultures do it a lot better than we do. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be a part of growing that here. I think it's so important to make sure that no one feels excluded and there's no reason for it. So I think that's my favorite part is creating these events like the 5K where everybody can come out. Every, it's an equal playing field and it's just meant for everyone. Right. So let's give the website again because that's a wealth of information in itself. Of course. So the website is Arc of King County. That's A R C of King org. And if you want more information about the 5K, just go right there and it's on the main page. Or you can go to Arc A R C of King org slash 5K. And so that more than in addition to the 5k of course is just an opportunity to to just meet make Definitely. new friends meet new people and really feel that support feel the the hopefulness and feel that you know we are community right Definitely and this community they're just people just like you 
And it's a great opportunity to come out and see just that and really break down some barriers. Well, I feel so privileged to have had an opportunity to have each of you here with us this morning to be able to talk about this, to extend the invitation. It is an invite, isn't it? Yes, please. Yes. Please come. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So thank you so greatly for your passion, your heart, and your love for making our community so much stronger. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. You. <laughs>